Spearmint tea helps to reduce your testosterone levels. And when you are having that like natural fluctuation in your hormones, certain hormones need to be high or low at certain times. And when you have high testosterone, that can overpower the progesterone, the estrogen, and influence your period and mm-hmm. when it comes. Yeah. So I will say your testosterone levels play a huge role in your ability to have your period on time. And that's why a lot of women with PCOS have irregular regular periods because of having insulin resistance, which triggers high testosterone in the ovaries. And then that like delays your period. So mm-hmm. spearmint tea is fabulous. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself. Join a sister and a Oh, Talin, Talin, ta 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 Talin. Yes, dear. Yes. How's your day going? It's good. It's going good. Mm-hmm. I woke up this morning at 530. Uh-huh. I was in the gym at 6, doing my slow-weighted workout. And lately I've been really hungry during my workouts. But yesterday I took it upon myself to get in the kitchen and make a pre-workout snack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I made the chickpea bites. I don't know if you opened the fridge and saw them. I did not. No, because I fed you this morning and you haven't stepped into the kitchen. I made breakfast. Okay, well, I feel like <laughs> fires are being shot at me. Yeah, so... I feel good. I feel like well taken care of. I took my supplements. I did my workout. I had my chickpea protein bite and I'm happy. I do want to say like Talene has been going to the gym at 5, 530 in the morning consistently for like months now with her sister. And I mean, you already looked amazing, but got it. Oh, stop. Body morphization. (laughs) Body transformation. If there's one thing about me, it's I'm consistent. Like if something works, we're doing it and we're doing it forever. (laughs) Oh, gluten and dairy-free forever. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if I find what feels good, like working out, you know, in the morning this early with my sister, it's motivating me. It's like really like I'm not skipping a workout because I'm too busy or too tired. Like it's a thing. It's a regular thing. Feel good. I'll do it forever. I agree with you. I mean, when something feels good, you get addicted to it and you just want to keep doing it over and over again. So is it working out is the same thing, eating healthy Mm -hmm. or uh, self-care activities, if it feels good, you're gonna always want to do it. So that's how you know if you're doing if you're doing it right. Yeah. If you hate what you're doing, like if there, if there's a self care activity that exactly. you hate doing, then maybe like swap it out with something else you're gonna enjoy doing. Like, exactly. Give us an example. What's something you used to hate doing, but now you replace oh, it with something you like doing? I'll tell you something. Cycling class. I left feeling exhausted, fatigued, just like anxious. Was it so boring. <laughs> to me i don't know no and like i wasn't good at it It was like hurting my knees and my back and it's just like you know and if and then you're never gonna do it like for the rest of your life it's not gonna be your thing so it's like what's the point you need to find something that makes you feel good self-care things and then like you'll stick to it yes so I agree. Or like if it's something you don't enjoy doing, like I hate doing my skincare routine at night because I'm just exhausted. I want to throw myself in my bed. Mm-hmm. You have to like find a way to make that thing work. So I put on my show. I look forward to the show. I get my skincare over with. We call it a day. <laughs> you know, like, 
And Talion's go-to show right now is The Crown. She's watching it with her mom every single night. Wow, it's so good. You're a little bit late to the party, but yeah. I'm always late to the party yeah. with shows. I know. I get into things years you're gonna, after. You're going to be like, what's Scoot Games? Yeah. What's Scoot Games, everybody? Yeah. That's yeah. telling. <laughs> yeah. It, like three years later, I'm asking what Scoot Games is. And then what was it? What was the other one? Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, that you will never watch because you're, you're not into that kind of stuff. I'm so late in the game that it's not even worth watching. Yeah. Alrighty, so let's go into today's episode. Today's episode is actually a unique one. Maybe we've done it once before, but we're going to talk about the 10 tips to get your period back. But this is entirely based on a message that we received in this sisterhood. So a sister named Jane in the private Facebook group messaged this really long message about how she got her period back and the 10 things she did to get her period back. So essentially, we're going to read her 10 tips completely from from her a fellow sister and just kind of tell you how these 10 tips can, can help you get your period back. Yeah, this is going to be really insightful and yeah. motivating to yeah. know that, you know, somebody did this, it worked for them. And maybe if you try like a couple of the 10 tips, it might help you as well. And exactly. you might also enjoy some of these new habits. Yeah, it's a fun one for us too, because usually we write the podcast, yeah. like the script app, so we can we know what topics we're covering. But today we're just going to read and go with the flow. Yes. Uh, but to get started, let's do our Q&A questions first. So we have a couple of questions. Uh, these ones are from Instagram at PCOS.WeightLoss. If you don't follow us, you can follow us on Instagram for daily tips every day, PCOS.WeightLoss. First question is from Fena Jarina. The question is, is hormonal lab work unhelpful if you are on birth control? You know, I've always wondered the same thing. They say that it's still helpful and you should still do it. But I personally think that it's skewed when you're on birth control, your estrogen, your progesterone. It makes sense to me that it wouldn't be the same if you weren't on birth control. But nevertheless, you should have it checked even when you're on birth control to see what the heck is going on. Yes. I'm doing some quick searches on Dr. Google. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say these are any sort of like definite answers. <laughs> What's Google saying? But there are some like po uh, automatic populated um, answers that are saying, yes, it can affect your uh, biomarkers if you're on hormonal contraceptives like birth control. So that's something, of course, to check with your doctor with. You know, if you're going to get a lab work done, let them know you're on birth control so they can look at your lab work with, you know, some understanding in case that does affect it. All right. Next. Sarah says... How do you suggest we should take 30 grams of protein? Do you recommend the protein powders available in grocery stores? So in the mornings, I do suggest having 30 grams of protein with your breakfast. Now, sometimes recipes, breakfast recipes start to taste really disgusting when you put 30 grams of protein powder in them. For example, chia seed pudding doesn't taste good with a huge scoop of my 30 grams of protein, the one that I use is Garden of Life, unflavored, no stevia. So, you know, so I put a little and then I drink the rest. And, you know, that's just the struggle. That's so you just have to like drink it next to your meal. And that's my answer. That's my final answer. I tried really hard. This is, you know, why I sound depressed about this is because I tried so hard for the sisterhood breakfast recipes to be 30 grams of protein yeah and some of them are but some of them aren't and they're so delicious that I'm not going to not put them in there yeah. so the solution is to just drink the protein shake yes exactly 
All right. So the last question is from Laura. The question is, do you have any tips for really bad stretch marks caused by PCOS belly? So if you have any stretch marks around uh, around the belly area for any area or, or any area for that matter, that's the question here. And yes, there are actually some natural remedies you can do. In fact, there was a research study that showed that applying hyaluronic acid. There you go. Hyaluronic acid to early stretch marks can actually make the stretch marks less noticeable. There are also some other natural remedies, for example, vitamin A, um, aloe vera, as well as coconut oil. Some of these I would recommend looking up like the instruction videos, like for example, there's like YouTube videos or just like if you can find a legitimate website that shows you the step-by-step instructions, they'll show you exactly how to apply it to make it as effective as possible. Don't just like, you know, buy whatever oil and just put it. There are like certain procedures in place to, to like do to help that happen. Yeah. I also think stretch marks are a little bit difficult to fully get rid of. I've heard like laser treatments might help and everything, but maybe just embracing it. I know it's hard, but you know, this is part of life. Our bodies change. We get stretch marks on our hip, on our belly, on our boobs, on our arms, like wherever. And this is part of our experience. I have stretch marks from when I lost weight, when I gained weight and when I lost weight. And it's just like part of my journey that I embrace. And in fact, I think they're really beautiful. And I'm not just saying that Mm -hmm. because of like, you know, that's the thing to say. Like, I really do. I'm like, so what? Like, so what if it's stretch marks? Like I went through something in my life. Yeah. And I came out of the other side and I feel great and it shows. Yeah, and absolutely. you can like glow right through that. Just yeah. If you are taking care of yourself and you're happy and you're content, you know, it's like you won't even realize it. Nobody will look like, forget it, you know? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. All right, well, let's go into the main topic of today's episode. So as we mentioned earlier, we're going to be reading a direct message um, that we received in our uh, Sisterhood private Facebook group. This was a message that was sent to everybody in the feed. And basically, Jane gives her 10 tips to how she got her period back. Um, I guess I can start reading it, and Tyne, you'll do the first tip. So right. the message from Jane starts like this. My period came on day 35, which my period app predicted, which is in the normal range, so I'll take it. And she says, my last period in November was triggered by Provera, which my doctor prescribed after two and a half months of zero period. So basically, she right now, just recently, she got her period, whereas before the last time she got her period was through uh, was through a prescription. So the fact that she got it this time um, in this way is amazing. And she says, some changes I made since joining this group that I think have made a difference. Hit it, Tallinn. (laughs) Hit it, Tallinn. Number one, spearmint tea. She says, I haven't been amazingly consistent, but definitely like four to five cups a day and sometimes a bedtime tea that has spearmint in it. Love that. That's awesome. Spearmint tea helps to reduce your testosterone levels. And when you are having that like natural fluctuation in your hormones, certain hormones need to be high or low at certain times. And when you have high testosterone, that can kind of like overpower the progesterone, the estrogen, and 
influence um, your period and mm-hmm. when it comes. Yeah. So without going into too much scientific detail about this, I will say your testosterone levels play a huge role in your ability to have your period on time. Yeah. And that's why a lot of women with PCOS have irregular periods because of having insulin resistance, which triggers high testosterone in the ovaries. And then that like delays your period. So mm-hmm. spearmint tea is fabulous. Yes. All right. Second tip is movement, walking. I'm sorry. I read this wrong. I am really bad at reading today, sisters. I will leave this podcast now and I will let time take over. I am retiring. Go. Number two. Second tip from Jane. Movement, walking, jogging, and slow-rated workouts. I don't complete all the sets yet, but when I have more time, I will. But sometimes I prioritize being outside with my dog and probably work out three to five times a week, but it's becoming more consistent. So that's amazing right there with the movement, the jogging, walking, and the story to workouts. Jane is helping her body in a couple of different ways. One, she's improving her insulin resistance, which in many cases can be the culprit behind irregular periods. Two, she's lowering her cortisol with the morning walks or just walking in general has been shown to lower your cortisol levels and make you feel less stressed. This is huge for getting your periods back. And three, she's boosting her metabolism and lowering inflammation with all this activity. Again, your body and your system as a whole has less stress on it and can therefore focus more on balancing your hormones and getting your period back. So I love the second tip. Yeah, I can relate to this too. I remember when I wasn't getting my period for like a whole year, okay? And it's like every month I went by that I didn't have my period, I got more and more anxiety. And everyone's like, just calm down, just relax. It's not going to come if you're stressed out. And that's so easy to say to somebody. Okay. But you know what? It was actually like they were right. Like I needed to apply the things to calm down. Yes, I had a hormonal issue. I didn't have a lot of control over my anxiety. But I went on walks. When I tell you, I went on like, hours of walks by myself to calm down like this is no exaggeration like every day was like an hour-long walk by the beach by myself listening to music listening to a podcast and actively trying to calm myself down to not let that cortisol just do whatever it wants to do do you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um even though like it feels like you don't have control over it you actually have some control over it All right, next, eating more vegetables, broccoli, peppers, jalapeno, carrots, salads, at least one time a day and fruit, mainly berries, blueberries and bananas, sometimes apples. That's awesome. This is is fiber, right? This this third tip, I think, has to do with the fiber Fiber. intake. Why why do you think that? Like it can help detoxifying excess hormones mm-hmm. like xenoestrogens, fake estrogens that, you know, get into our bodies from our environment or products that we use. Great. Cool. So that's three tips already. Spearmint tea, workouts, and number three, fiber. Number four, fourth tip from Jane is starting to slowly substitute foods like dairy and gluten, but I still eat my fair share, just being more mindful and reducing my intake. So this is amazing because... A lot of times when we talk about gluten and dairy-free, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to cut out 100% um, of gluten and dairy in your diet. For example, some people go 80%, some go 90%, some do go 100%. For example, Tallinn is basically gluten and dairy-free 100% of the time, but also some people just go half the time. The thing is, being mindful of it, if you want to, reducing your intake, if you're feeling better, and if it's improving your symptoms. 
Yes. And that being said, reducing inflammation and insulin levels will really help you change the picture of your ovaries and the health of your ovaries, especially doing it consistently and especially doing it over like more than a three month period of time. If I could just like have everyone get an ultrasound, go gluten and dairy free and like take Ovastol on their supplements and all of the PCOS weight loss method things. And then three months later, do another ultrasound. I could show you. you yeah. Know? But we have some pictures from Yeah, we do. We have pictures of ultrasounds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next. Taking my prenatal vitamins very consistently. Not trying to get pregnant, but I was advised to start taking them since I'm in my childbearing years. This is really good because, I mean, even if you're not trying to get pregnant, taking some sort of a not in Jane's case, she took a prenatal, but you can also take a multivitamin or any supplements that are based for PCOS women. Yes, we have one, of course. It's yes. part of our bundle. Um, it's really essential because PCOS women have nutrient gaps. Uh, we always talk about this. It's so important to fill in those nutrient gaps to improve our metabolism and our hormone health. Yeah, and the reason why it's important to fill those nutrient gaps now because you may want to be like, oh, I'll wait till I want to get pregnant or maybe I want to wait until, you know, I want to focus on my health more. But starting with even just filling in those nutrient gaps are going to do a few things. One, they're going to fill in if you're deficient in B12, which a lot of PCOS women are, it's going to give you more energy. You're going to wake up with more energy throughout the day and you're just going to have more consistent level of, um, or sorry, you're going to remove that fatigue from your day. Two, another vitamin, vitamin D. Yes. About 50% of PCOS women are deficient, deficient in, vitamin in vitamin D. D. And studies show vitamin D is linked with um, mental health as well as insulin resistance, as well as inflammation, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, literally like Some almost every human condition. even consider it a hormone, yeah. not a vitamin, yeah. because it has such an influential effect. And most women with PCOS are deficient in vitamin D. Yeah. Um, so. Not to mention like vitamin E or biotin or zinc, magnesium. zinc, magnesium, like so many of these things fill in the gaps to help with insulin resistance and helping with, you know, like maybe you don't want to get pregnant or maybe you want to lose weight or maybe you just want to feel better. All of these nutrient gaps, depending on what your situation is, they can still help you. Exactly. Right. Next, water intake. Wonderful. We should all be drinking lots of water. Yes. Snacking less and being in more control of my snack options. So that's the seventh tip right there. Yes. Having a handful of nuts. Um, I think this is really important. Why? Snacking less. She She's talking about not raising her insulin levels throughout the day a hundred times while she's munching and, and grazing instead of eating solid meals and having one or two snacks. You know, eating a lot like throughout the day, like eating all the time, every hour, you're keeping your insulin levels high. And that's going to influence your ovaries, mm -hmm. your insulin resistance. Yeah. It's going to trigger high testosterone. And then here we are. And the so, cravings too, right? Like when you graze, yes. it's kind of because of the insulin reaction, it's mm -hmm. going to give you more cravings the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. So that's really important. Number eight. Cool. All right. Number eight. Jane says, I eat mainly three meals a day and try to incorporate protein so I am fuller longer, especially at lunch. She says, I get munchies when I get home from work, so I usually have something prepared for that time. 
I swear, Jane is really incorporating <laughs> these amazing lifestyle changes. It's like she's been using the app. Yeah, it's like she's been uh, like really no, a great job, Jane. Like three Same meals thing. a day and incorporating protein. So that protein, as she says, it keeps her fuller longer, which is exactly why we always recommend starting your day with 30 grams of protein because that's going to take you over to lunch pretty easily in most cases. Yeah. And then... Same thing after lunch when you have 30 grams, it's going to take you over to dinner pretty easily. And of course, you should have a snack in between if you do get hungry, like as she mentions when she comes home from work. So great job implementing those diet and lifestyle changes. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and D-chiro-inositol. This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. Well done. Number nine, reducing my alcohol and trying to be more mindful of how much I actually consume. Well, this is really, really good because alcohol can make your liver, you know, put it in struggle city. It's already in struggle city because of insulin resistance and our susceptibility to fatty liver. Then when we drink alcohol, we make it worse. And it's so difficult to reverse that and like make your liver healthy again. So without going down that road, just cutting out the alcohol and not drinking it consistently can make a really big difference. The liver is playing a huge role in detoxifying your hormones Mm -hmm. and um, drinking alcohol can really slow that down and just not be so helpful. And I love how she says, mindful of how much I actually consume because we don't really realize it. A drink here and a drink there and a little here and oh, there's no sugar in it. Well, I'll have another shot. Like, you know, it's, it like adds up without you. Then now you have five drinks in a week and you had no idea because you just went out twice. Exactly. I was just going to say like, that's when like, if you have a a glass of wine at night, while it seems like it's not a lot, if you add it all up, it's like a bottle a week, you know? I I can't stand by that. Yeah, I oh, mean, like the studies that are like you can have a glass or two. Women yeah, can have we a glass disagree with that one. Yeah, I mean only because not for PCOS. Women. Yeah, not for PCOS women. When you consider the liver health, insulin resistance, you know, there's so many issues there. Like we wouldn't just recommend a glass a day. Of course, have drink alcohol when you like in moderation, but a glass a day seems not correct for PCOS women specifically. Yeah, if you read PCOS SOS, she's a little dramatic, but she says. I, I don't think it's dramatic, but she says, avoid alcohol like the plague. Yeah, I guess that's it's a bit dramatic. It's a dramatic way to say it. But like, we wouldn't say that say much. Avoid alcohol. Yeah. You know what? I stand by it. <laughs> Number 10, reading instead of overly indulging in TV. And I bought new facial care items and makeup. These probably really have nothing to do with my period. But since I'm not watching TV so much, I eat less mindlessly. Overall, I think it's improving my mood too and really trying to keep my stress low. I, really I agree. Good. Like when I'm not distracted by my phone and like electronics and I just 
silence or like quiet music, it really helps me get in a better mood. Yeah. And Jane ends the message by saying, sorry for such a long post. Well, I bet you no didn't problem. know that this was going to become a podcast episode. <laughs> but Jane says, I hope this helps those that are feeling very discouraged. I was feeling horrible and hated myself when I was diagnosed in November. I worried about my health and overall fertility, but now I've been feeling so much better and feel like I have a little control over my goofy hormones. Goofy hormones. It's an amazing story, though, it Jane. Is. We're so happy that you that you're taking back control of your body with getting your period back, having it under control, and just like with all these steps, we know that you will you know improve in every other symptoms that you are planning to improve as well. Yes, we're so happy for you. You're such an inspiration. And I am really happy to have you in the sisterhood with us. Yeah. And for those who are listening, if you are experiencing irregular periods, you can try these 10 tips. Of course, like we're not going to say like try all 10 and it's going to work exactly like you. Everybody's different. This is what worked for Jane. And, and some of these tips may work for you as well. If you want to find like the same support that Jane had and the same um, resources, including meal plans, the learning videos, workout plans, you can always join us in the sisterhood. The link is in the description of this episode. And as you know, the app just came out a few weeks ago. So you're able to basically have everything on hand, track your daily progress with your trackers, know what you, what to eat every day, how to work out in your daily planner. So that will be linked in the description. All right, let's get on to the weekly wins. Yes. Okay, I really like the first one. This is from Sammy Polkinen Libby. And it sounds like she's been habit stacking. If Ooh. you haven't heard our podcast episode a few episodes ago, we talked about habit stacking, how to slowly incorporate new things into your lifestyle so that you feel more confident about your lifestyle routine and your PCOS journey. Habit stacking. So she says, I've officially gone totally gluten free for three weeks. I started implementing the rest of my habits weekly. She says week one, she was gluten free and she started taking Ovacetol twice a day. Week two, she was gluten free. She took the Ovacetol and then she started cutting out sugar. Week three, she was gluten free, Ovacetol, cut out the sugar and drank spearmint tea daily. Love that. Week four, gluten-free, ovacetol, no sugar, drinking the spearmint tea, and now dairy-free. That's awesome. Yeah, that is she exactly... She really listened to our podcast Yeah, episode. the one that came out about three yeah. weeks ago. If, if Scissors, if you want to listen, just call look up the episode four week to habit stacking. This is amazing because you're you're not like overstressing your body with these with these changes. Yeah. And instead, you're, you're yeah. approaching it one week at a time. Like, imagine one day you woke up, you're like, today I'm going to be gluten-free, dairy-free, take my last, so I'll not have a piece of sugar and drink my tea. Isn't that so overwhelming? How do you do that? Wouldn't you be like, oh, this is too much PCOS, like this, yeah. that? No, yeah. but like when you slowly do it, you just like love it. You feel good and you continue. Exactly. Exactly. Great job, Sammy. So I, that's all the wins for the week I pulled up for this episode just because since We've the main... We've been reading a lot. Well, no, yeah. Like the main episode was about Jane's, uh, Jane's win, getting her period back. So since that was a focus... We want Jane to shine. Well, yeah, that and we we pulled up another win. But I can pull up 30 more if you'd like me to tell you. can pull up 100 more. I know. We could have a whole episode just reading. I know. <laughs> but with all that, we hope that this episode inspired you to see other sisters like you who are getting their period back and as well as just like habit stacking and everything like we, we really want everyone to know especially with the beginning of this new year we want to create more episodes centered around 
the success of Women with PCOS because we want to show how possible it is to either, you know, get your period back, lose weight, or whichever symptom you, you may want to reverse, for example, hair loss. That's actually another episode we can do soon because we just got a message the other day in the Facebook group of a sister who literally took pictures of her hair before and after um, just recently showing, like, the baby hairs coming out. Yeah. And, like... A video, too. It was a video, actually. Sorry, it was a video of her... Yeah pulling her hair up and showing the new baby hairs yeah this is just something we received literally yesterday i think we could do an episode about that we should yeah so if you want to hear more episodes about you know the success of women with pcos and how they did it please dm us let us know if that's what you want to hear and if you have any other episode recommendations let us know about those too yes Thank you so much for listening, sisters. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, as always, we have a lot of resourceful links in our description. Whether you want to join the sisterhood, try our PCOS supplements to improve your metabolism, take Ovacetol, and just get started on your next steps. Yes. Take care, everybody. We will talk to you soon. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. 